there's literally never been a time in my entire life where leading up to exercise, I was pumped about going to go exercise. Yep. yep. We were just talking about this last week. Yeah. Not <laughs> even once. I was like, how's Orange Theory go? And Adam was like, I mean, it's great. I don't ever want to go, but I still yeah. go and it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Scotch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 210 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I exist. I'm Sam and I'm 210. <laughs> and you're what? Tootin. 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 <laughs> well, cut it out because it's a very small room we're in. <laughs> and it's already hot in here. I don't need it to also be smelly. What can I say? Uh, this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is June 24th. 2019, just a regular day. Mm-hmm. Regular, regular day. Regular Monday. Uh, before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be profanity. So if you are a child, uh, who are we kidding? We know you're going to keep listening. Mm-hmm. You're yep. probably even more interested now. <laughs> so let's get started. Uh, also, I'd like to thank, oh, we have a couple new uh, new supporters from moneygrab.bscotch.net. Gcar says, thanks for all the work on the Levelhead API and the game, of course. Uh, looking forward to seeing the Levelhead community grow. Yeah, cool. Thanks, yeah. Gcar has been in the chat uh, doing some fun stuff with the with the Levelhead community API so far. So I'm I'm pumped to see what that little project turns into. I like that he threw in that extra thing, like also the game. But yeah, well, maybe <laughs> because if you didn't have the game, where would the data come from? Well, you know, you might <laughs> have just a, you might have just a fun API. Just, <laughs> it's just fun to it's play. It's already fun. We need a, a a game that just is an API. Just cut out the game mm, part. That's just what programming is. That's oh, true. That's true. <laughs> Life is a, just a game. Yeah, uh, with, with really ambiguous APIs. <laughs> we, we also have a new recurring supporter, Angry Muffin, who says, after many months of grabbing money uh, out of your shenanites, you have finally found the grab money monthly method for my wallet. Mm. Just take care to not uh, pass too high of an int argument into that method, or you may get an insufficient balance error. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Also, thank you for, <laughs> thank you to the rest of our recurring supporters as well. All right, let's talk about life. Let's talk about Black the first Mirror. Thing, well, actually, the first thing about life, I want to go back to this point you made when you were talking about the, the profanity warning, uh-huh. is that we've been warning kids this whole time. Kids don't give a fuck. We should be warning adults. Adults That's, are the only people who care about Adults are the only infinity. people who get offended by things. Yeah. Kids don't give a shit. Yeah. And so, enough to get offended. They're just excited. They're just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, so what we should really do for that warning is to say, so if you're an adult who does not like profanity, then, then please leave. Then, then go, do, go, find a, go find a different place. There's going to be profanity. So adults, get, get out of here. Okay? <laughs> you can't handle this like many things. You've got strong, <laughs> yeah. you got strong feelings and way too good of emailing skills for us to That's true. Yeah, also, kids can't email us and complain because mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not allowed to agree to the terms of service for any email providers. Yeah. That's true. But they, even if they could, they wouldn't. That's also they just, true. They would just go to school and be like, I heard this cool ass podcast and these people were cursing. And, and they, said, they said shit a bunch. Shit a whole bunch of times. <laughs> they like even three, said fuck. Four times in a row. <laughs> That's the worst word. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> My wife was talking to our niece who is, uh, she's eight, going eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Going on nine. And she was explaining that she learned some swear words. <laughs> she was very excited about it. <laughs> And uh, Sampy was like, "Did she demonstrate?" Yeah, Sampy was like, "What ones do you know?" Because of course, because <laughs> of course, she's our niece. She's the cool aunt. She yeah. so like, aunt we don't care. About. We don't yeah. care if she's had no swear words. Uh, and so, <laughs> so she was explaining. She's like, "The S word." <laughs> like, which, which one is it? Which, like, which one is it? Say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she did. Uh, that's um, great. Wait, which, which S word? Is it shit? Is she knew the, shit. Okay. Uh, and then she's like, "I also know that." <laughs> I love the whispering. Yeah, Sampy's like, 
say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she does. And, as Sam, and she's like, I know one more. And Sampy's like, what? And she's like, it's the F and S word. Sampy's like, what? <laughs> she's like, it's like when you say them both together. <laughs> how exciting, She was right? so excited to learn how these things work and how you so can then, add them So together. then there was, a brief, there was a brief lesson about that swearing isn't bad. But you got to know how to use it. You yes. got to, you know, you got to, it's a tool. You gave her the, the tackle that our dad gave to yeah, us. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you're going to say these words and that's fine, but you got to know who to say them around. Be careful because some adults can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. Uh-huh. Well, and you also got to be careful, like the, cause there are, there are different kinds of bad words. There are ones that are arbitrarily bad, like fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are ones that really are bad because they target good people. Yes. Like, no. Yeah. So keep that out of your fucking yeah, vocabulary. So what you got you to remember that it's a tool, but tools can also be used as weapons yeah. if you mm-hmm. swing them at people. Right. Sure. So you just, you always got to use it for a certain purpose. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you're trying to emphasize things, don't emphasize people. Right. Don't emphasize at people. So you could be like, you did a fucking great job. Because yep. that, that is stuff. But if you say, you fucking suck, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's bad. That good. is a bad use of That's not good. Don't, so I think the general rule is, is, Target objects with your swears yeah. only. If you're like that fucking chair is exactly. always in and my only way. use them for for good. Otherwise, yeah. emphasizing positives. <laughs> only use your powers for good. Yeah. yeah, that's the rule. Uh, so that was hilarious. Anyway, let's talk Wait, about. Can you, but can you say profanity at companies since companies are people? Because they're like somewhere in between no. a person and an object. You know, they're because they're. Oh, yeah, that's good. I don't know. I think you could swear at companies. Okay, because we do on the podcast. Well, you can't so swear at companies because where are they? Yeah. It's like well, swearing yeah, at but, clouds. But companies apparently can have opinions because people are always like, you know, Google said yeah. this and, you know, whatever. I mean, you're talking about like the legal side of things kind of though, right? Where it's like they are they are treated as if they're a person. Yeah. yeah. I just think – I think you should just use your swears for good yeah, in all cases. That is the best move. And, in, and if you have a, a bone to pick or a beef to, to, to eat, stew, to stew, uh-huh. then you use, <laughs> then you use okay. well thought out discourse yes. instead. Yeah. Because you don't want to escalate. No. You don't want to escalate the neg- the negative mm-hmm. vibes. Uh, Sam, you wanted to talk about Black Mirror. Yeah. Well, so I start, I watched some this. This is a show. It's a show on Netflix. Explain this may have heard premise. about it. The idea is, well, the idea with it is that a Black Mirror is just sort of what your phone looks like when it's off, right? Or any screen. Yeah. So there'll be this moment where maybe some of our listeners have had this moment. I've had this moment where you'll be playing perhaps RimWorld for six hours. Mm-hmm. And then you hit some kind of a loading screen or something, and the screen turns black, and you see your reflection. Catch a glimpse, and you're like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> so that's basically the idea. And this, this has been around for a couple of years now on, on Netflix. And every episode is a completely different scenario. Yes, and so basically the idea is like they take they just take interesting pieces of tech and then use that as sort of a premise for a whole story to tell a story about how how could this go horribly Usually wrong? Usually it's basically. that right. And so they, they've had only a few sort of uplifting episodes. I think there's just one actually. Probably just one. I think it was just one out of the whole thing, um, and I'm sure it still had some dark undertones. Yeah, you know. But I've heard, I heard, uh, I heard a ton of you know stuff about this series over the last couple of years. But a lot of it was just like, oh yeah, it's it's interesting, but it's so disturbing that afterward, like you'll just need to shower and then you won't be able to sleep. Yep. You know, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only watched the first, actually, like three episodes, which but, I heard are like probably the worst. Yeah, but that was sufficient. I was just. Because they were very interesting and very compelling, but it was mostly just like, we already live in a dystopian horror show, mm-hmm. you know? And then they were like, look, it could be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. did make me feel better because also it was like, it could be worse in a believable way that might happen. Yeah. I think the worst ones are when when they show something that that when you sort of look at it on the face of it, it seems like a dystopian horror. And then you realize, wait, this is just 
actually true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was this, there was this, uh, these people lived in like this underground facility and they would go and they would ride these exercise bikes to yep. generate power. You see this one? I did see that one. And while they're generating power, they see this little balance that like ticks up. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole time they're on their exercise bikes, they're watching entertainment feeds, right? Entertainment and ads. Just entertainment and ads, entertainment and ads. And they could they could redeem some of their credits to get rid of the ads, you know. Mm. And then they would go live in this tiny little box uh, where all of the walls were screens. And if they didn't if they didn't pay, then all of their walls would turn into 24-hour-a-day advertisements. And if they closed their eyes, it would start blaring at them. To keep them awake to watch the ads. Uh-huh. Okay. Unless they paid to turn them back off. And then every every action they took, like if they go to get if they go to the to brush their teeth, they go to like a toothpaste dispenser mm-hmm. and their charges. Yeah. So they could basically know. they could see their basically this is their money, right? They could see their money going up and down like by the penny in real time. Right. Every everywhere you went, there was a little screen, like I want, I want one more squirt of toothpaste, and it's like eight cents, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I was like, this is just this isn't actually a different real really a different thing than what's happening well, so i think that's what's so interesting about it is they do they do a really good job of sort of you know like taking they a boil concept it down. And, uh, they boil it down yeah. oftentimes or in the, in the most recent ones that i watched um it was just sort of taking an idea and just go just going with it in a way that you did not expect so <laughs> so i'm actually not gonna spoil it because the most recent three are the ones i watched um but i could say that they weren't they weren't as disturbing as i thought they were going to be in terms of like what i heard about the previous episodes but they were just super interesting. Hmm. Just super interesting. You mean like about. this is like the last three episodes of yeah, the, the most recent latest three ones. season? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's only three, I think, in the season. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I, I checked it out and it was it was just very weird stuff where I think it's it's that it's towing that line where you're like, okay, it's weird enough that it's very, very interesting, but it's also close enough that you could see it being it makes a you thing. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what's it's, it's there so in the uncanny valley of reality. Yeah. But the thing I thought was so great about it is just that the like the overall storytelling and stuff is just fantastic. Like I watched, Yeah, it's well done. I definitely. was like, this is honestly some of the best like each one of the shows I watched was about an hour. And I was like, this is fantastic. If they slept like, another thirty minutes on it, they could just put it in theaters. Honestly. Yeah. It was great. So yeah, I, I want to plug for it, but I wouldn't. I've watched all of them, so I don't know. I know there's some really messed. So again, up if you're stuff. an you adult, don't get, watch it. Yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kids. Uh, well, actually, I think if you're anybody, yeah, I anybody, would, anybody, don't watch it. Anybody, yeah, yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it, but watch it. Yeah, but don't. Mm-hmm. But maybe think about it. <laughs> don't do it. In the end, it's probably good for you to watch it. You know, in that in that way that having a deeper appreciation of just how horrible things are is good for you. You know. Sure. I don't know if everybody <laughs> needs that, you know? No, again, like, you need some people. Things are already bad. Sometimes, well, yeah. It's I, think, I think all politicians should watch all of Black Mirror. Ooh, yeah. That's really what should happen. Well, no, it might get some ideas. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Or they could just do their jobs. How about that? Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about yesterday. Yeah, what happened? Yesterday, I had one of those. You ever have one of those days where just you keep doing stupid things? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So where, where you just keep doing it? Yeah. I mean, I assume so because it's you know, law of probability, but like I, I can't recall one so egregious that it sticks in my Because every brain. so often you'll have a day where just somehow you do most things incorrectly enough that it causes problems. You're, yeah. probably, you're probably just doing too many things. That well, in this many. case, in this case, I was just, I was just, uh, I was drinking a, a Diet Coke, okay? Just, I had a little, one of these little Diet Coke bottle those, those things. Little, uh, six ounces? The little ounces, yeah, little, little okay. tiny bottles, you know? And I was- I was drinking it. I, or I opened it up. I set it down. And then literally the next thing I did is I just like whacked it and knocked it over. <laughs> and it just poured Diet Coke everywhere. And so then I get out, I'm cleaning it up, whatever. I'm like, ugh. Because I, 
I don't spill things that often, but when I do, I you do it repeatedly it. <laughs> for some reason. So then, I don't know if you recall this one, this, uh, this one week, I spilled coffee on my desk like six times. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I haven't spilled coffee before or since on my mm-hmm. desk. Just that one, yeah, get out that of one moment. I ruined a keyboard <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So then yesterday I was, I was kind of, I was, I was learning some new programming stuff and then, and I was kind of reeling for my Diet Cokes and I was like, so stupid, Ugh, so stupid. <laughs> and then later I go to have dinner and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get some soy milk. I'm going to have some soy mm-hmm. milk with my dinner. It's always good. Pour a big, big old glass, of, <laughs> oh, no. big old glass of soy milk. Next thing I do, just whack it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, so a few weeks ago we had this conversation about I keep having these conversations about volume and area because it's so oh, yeah. it's one of the most interesting things in the world to me. It's like you would see just like a glass or something, you're like, that's not very much. And then you put it on the floor, and you're like, that's our shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so like I said a conversation with Sam, be like, if every person in the world jumped in the ocean, would you notice? Like, would there be a noticeable yeah, rise in sea level? So. Yeah, I don't think so. So I, I did the math, and it turns out you would need like 80 septillion people to jump into the ocean to raise it an inch. <laughs> wow. Like, Damn. That's a shitload. Right? Yeah. Septillion. So, wait, what even is that? It's like seven even, chunks of three zeros. Is that what that is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or six chunks of three zeros. So, okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Then you go, million, yeah, yeah, yeah. trillion, mm-hmm. quadrillion, quintillion, septillion. Six sextillion, sextillion, and then yeah, whatever it is, it's it's just a shitload. Yeah. Uh, So this basically was how I felt with this (laughs) soy milk because I spilled this thing, and it was oh my god, it was like a four by four foot (laughs) area, (laughs) and I was just staring at it. And uh, then I had this weird moment where I was like, I actually don't know how the fuck to clean this up because there's so much. (laughs) Because like I got a paper towel and I soaked it into the paper towel. And it was like a one percent. You need dent. you need paper towels that add up to the same volume as a glass. Yep. Somehow. Yeah. You need but, seven, but, so then that paper towels are two dimensional. So how does that? Then work? that turns out you just need a whole roll. So instead, what I <laughs> right, did because rolls are three dimensional. So you should actually chop the top of the roll off until it would fit inside of a cup. Well, so then what I did is I was like, <laughs> right? I'm going to use squeegee tactics. So I got uh, a big bowl, got a big bowl, and I put it like at the edge of the table, and I got oh, a sponge. It was on the table. Yeah. Okay. And I got a sponge, and then I kind of like. Yep. Squeegeed it yeah, yeah. over the edge. Now, when you got it back in the bowl, were you surprised by how little was in there? No, After it still her- felt like a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. And then this is also the same weekend where I was, as I was learning my programming stuff, I got my headphones on, I'm just jamming, jamming. Mm-hmm. just jamming. And then all, but all of a sudden I hear Sampi go, hey, Seth. I'm like, what? Because she never yells in the house. She's like, Seth. And I turn and she's right there next to me. And then I, <laughs> and then she's like, wildly gesturing i take my headphones off and she's like there's water coming through the ceiling and so it turned out that we had our solar panels installed wrong mm. the company that installed them where they just like bolted through the, the roof without any seals like so mm-hmm. and it's been raining so much that uh that now there's was just like standing water in our attic and it finally got to a point where it like started flowing over the, oh my God. the light fixture <laughs> So our light fixture just turned into a like a faucet. Mm-hmm. So we were just like swapping out, swapping out uh, like buckets. buckets to catch this water, you know. So it was just a, it was just a weekend of liquid. 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, it is wild how like when you when you do that conversion from in a glass, where you're like, oh, can I can I just get a glass of water, which doesn't seem like very much, but it's it's like that. It's like when you go to move, right? And you you look you around. Have, you, you have all you your couple things. Yeah, you have all your things, and like they're your possessions, and you like them. But then as soon as you have to move them, the relationship changes, and they all seem like way too much and too heavy. Oh yeah, right? yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Well, yeah, right? but it's fitting one volume into another because you've got mm-hmm. all that volume of stuff that's in your closets and whatever, and then you take it all out, and somehow it's infinite stuff. Yeah, now. you're like what? And you got to move it because <laughs> now it's now you put it over a more two dimensional kind of a right. plane, and then you got to move it into some new set of closets that have their own dimensions. It's, it's that whole thing where where when we were. We were having this very long discussion a few weekends ago about different volume things, which we will not go back into. No. And when I say we, I mean just us on our on our own time. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things that was in that was just the the point that a gallon, yes, that a or that that a cubic foot holds seven gallons. Yeah, it seems like which just seems like crazy incomprehensible. Because you think of a milk jug and you're like, yeah, that's like a foot tall. Yeah, right. Maybe it's like ten inches. Inch, yeah, inch, it certainly seven. feels like. And it. then you think, okay, if I had a cube, that's a foot. On all sides, you need seven of them. I need seven milk jugs. Yeah, because just think about how big like seven milk jugs seems. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. Big, that's a shitload of it milk. Seems like a shitload. But you get if you had a cubic and think of how like I mean like a cubic foot doesn't seem small, but it's not big. Mm-mm, you know. Yeah. But then also somebody be like, oh, yeah, this is like a six thousand gallon aquarium. And you look at it, and it's like, like the size of a pea. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean six thousand? It's like yeah. You can get one fish in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. just had to get that off my yeah, off my moist chest. Wait, you, you <laughs> also, it probably means that those 10-gallon hats really hold 10 gallons. They probably actually I always do. thought it was an exaggeration, but. They probably l- are they called that literally because yeah. they hold 10 gallons. Yeah. Perceptually, they don't need to be that big, quote yeah. unquote. Probably even a, like a regular size fedora holds 10 gallons. Maybe probably. even a baseball cap. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Volumes are hard. Yep. But wait, did you ever figure out why you were slapping stuff? Because I. I mean, no, it just, just, it just happened. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like I was trying to like carry too many things. It was like, I poured the glass, you know, screwed the cap, put the thing in the fridge and it went to pick the glass up and just kind of backhanded it instead of, <laughs> instead of front handing it. Usually when I do it is because like, cause we have really short cups that we normally drink of out of at home. And so every once in a while I have like a beer or something cause then it's tall, you know? And so I'm just, my hands aren't quite used to mm. when, when I'm doing things. Yeah, like, slap so it in the neck. I was slapping the neck. Just, <laughs> just karate chop it right in the neck. Dude, the worst it. ones I have are the. Somebody's going to show your drink who's boss. The yeah. overly optimistic carries, which I'm very guilty of where you're like, I could take all these things. That is, that is <laughs> yeah, I do not do that. So yeah, I, I never took, do that. One but. day I took the laundry because the laundry, I picked up the laundry bin and it closes on top. But I had a drink with me and I was like, well, I won't come back. Yeah, <laughs> I just put this drink on my freshly so, done laundry. <laughs> well, it wasn't done. It was going downstairs. But yeah, perfect. So I, That's great. I was like, I'm just going to balance this. But, but of course, you're carrying, if you're carrying like a big, it weighs like 50 pounds or something. Yeah. All that stuff so you're kind of kicking it with your legs. Yeah, kicking it with your legs, carrying it downstairs. And yeah, within, I think, Three or four <laughs> steps. Like I think I just picked it up and moved once, and the, and the just cup covered. just like just slid off. And I was like, "Why did I think the cup is like I'm out of here? <laughs> Fuck this!" <laughs> yeah, so I, I get I do that. That's my problem. Yeah. yeah. Now this was none of those things because it was like one of them was a tiny little, tiny little yeah, uh, two Coke different bottle. Just whacked it. That one was better because it has a little you know tiny opening. Yep. So I had time. The glass was it was all. All bets were up. Mm-hmm. Every single ounce of liquid was out of that glass. My wife and I were out for dinner. We saw the lady next to us slapped her wine glass. It was actually out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, those are top heavy. So, so it's just like, yeah. just, <laughs> But then, and both of us look over. I don't know how we caught it at the same time, but we both look over. And so wine just sort of splashed on the ground. But she caught the glass as it was mid-fall. And then she picked it back up. And actually, like half the wine was still in there. <laughs> And we just started yeah. up plotting, and so did her friend. <laughs> it was like, excellent. 
Excellent work. I don't know how she did it. This is also why. So we have wine glasses at home that I that we have I, they scare the shit almost never used yeah. because like why why put the liquid up even higher? <laughs> yeah, know? everything what about a crazy wine thing glasses to do. just pisses me off. Have and, you seen us? And I think I think part of it is it's like oh well the thing is you you don't want to hold the glass with your hand. Yeah, you'll heat it up. You don't want to like yeah you want to have yeah, minimal. So just cont- put it put down. a handle on it. That's that what would mugs be better. are. Yeah, that's true. How about a wine mug? <laughs> But also, <laughs> but also just, just set it down. And and further, I don't ever see anybody when they have a wine glass actually just holding it by the stem. By the stem. I don't think that's why. No, you, you hold it. You yeah, still you still hold it. Hold it. You, put, underneath. you put the stem oh, between your fingers and you're still making direct skin to glass yeah, contact. It can't be a heat thing. Can't be. I think it's just, I think wine glasses need to get their shit together and, and get down and here down. with the, get off get their down. high stem, get down here with the rest of us. Well, you have those wine glasses that are the stemless ones. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we actually. So just a cup. Yeah. <laughs> just a cup. But <laughs> it's, it's got a, that shape. It's more ovular. But it's, what's that shape for? It's a little for? more closed on What's the, top? the shape for? The shape is for. For smelling. It's for pheromones, you know. Yeah. So like, so that They're one, if one wants to mate with another one, then they yeah. can like get the pheromones out. Mm-hmm. I right, want to. You got to get out at the right angle. Is the thing. You know There's what I want to do? Involved. I challenge yeah. everybody who is of legal drinking age who listens to this podcast, which is probably not nobody, because as we discussed, adults all chosen to relax. Go home tonight. Have yourself a nice mug of wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pour yourself a mug of wine. It is hilarious because I have done that, and it feels so weird, and it feels so wrong. But there's absolutely nothing. It doesn't change anything wrong yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, but it feels very wrong. Get yourself a mug of wine. Although I feel the same way about just a mug. I feel the same way just about a mug of water. Mugs are for hot. They're things. for hot things. You know, it's like yeah. if I put anything in a mug that's just but not water. They're the best cup. They They've are. got a handle and they're insulated. I 100 agree. Whatever temperature your liquid is, it stays roughly that temperature, and you're not going to burn or freeze your hand. It's probably just because a mug that gets big is heavier because of all those aforementioned all those bells and whistles. So if you just need water. You put it in a glass because the glass is bigger. But it's not very heavy. You know? It's like, yeah, like no one's getting tired from carrying a mug around. And a mug solves your, your carry problems because now you can just loop one finger through it yeah. and you're good. No, because it's the problem. Because then I, I always end up carrying multiple things with the mug also. That's true. Because you also – because here at our, at our office, yeah. since there's a community kitchen and we can just like use a, use a mug from the kitchen and mm-hmm. get a coffee. So Sam just accumulates them. I accumulate up to four to five mugs at a time. And then he just grabs them all. With one hand. With one hand and then brings them down. Every now and then I'm down in the kitchen and I see somebody looking at the empty shelf of mugs <laughs> and they're just like, what the fuck? And like, I know and what I'm all just, of those are. Inside I'm laughing. <laughs> I know how this happened. <laughs> taking my hoard of mugs. I'm like a dragon, but with a mug hoard. Speaking of dragons, I don't know if this is related. Sam's going to Iceland. I'm pretty sure there's dragons there. there's dragons there. Yeah. Yeah. Going, going this week? Yeah. So, this Thursday. So let's talk about. Why is this happening and what does it mean for, so, for, for the studio? For the studio, yeah. So it's happening because uh, – because it's going to be fun. But um, yes, my wife's sick. family yeah, – my wife's family likes to go on a big adventure every year and they've been kind enough to let us tag along. So we're going to go see what Iceland is all about and that'll be that. As far as I understand, it's basically Yellowstone National Park, the country. Yeah. But slightly colder. Yes. Yeah. So that, the, the weird – the current weird wrinkles that we have to – pack a light because it's like the plane doesn't allow for large like a normal size or larger kind of carry-on suitcase things hmm. so to pack kind of light but also it's cold which means we need to pack heavy oh. in terms of clothes mm-hmm. i'm not sure the trick is always to put all those clothes on yeah but then you get a heat stroke in the yeah but then you, this is the moment you're on the airplane you just take them back off and then you shove them under the seat because mm-hmm. it doesn't or you put if them- it was on your body like if it was 
wrapped around your body when you got on the plane. It's not carry on. It's just clothes. That's true. So you're not you only have to get it. hot for like minutes. Mm, okay, you're not yeah. carrying it. It's just wrapped. It's a wrap on. Now, let me ask you this. Are there other things you could wrap around your body that would no longer be considered a carry on? Uh, what else can you do? Laptops. Because laptops have hinges. Inner tube. If you wore an inner tube onto an airplane, what would they do? If you have a baby strapped to your chest and you go on an airplane, is that's it, just clothes? That clothes? That's just clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird, hot, bulbous clothes mm, yeah. stuck to your chest. Yeah. It's a chest warmer. Yep. It is a chest warmer at that point. Yeah. I feel like you could make that argument. Because I know that uh, airplanes have been grounded before because people tried to avoid having to pay the baggage fees by wearing all the clothes to their destination. And then and having a heat stroke. They have a heat stroke on the airplane and then the airplane gets that's come down, you know. Yeah, I think they forget that you could take the clothes back off. Although I guess if, if you're literally just wearing like I 10 you, t-shirts, yeah, then that's, that's a maybe, maybe you get so many clothes on that you can't get them off because at a certain point your mobility That's true. Gets if you've ever seen those videos where people are they, they just try putting on as many shirts as they can. Yeah, at some point they off. just get – well, and if you, if you ever get sweaty in a shirt and try to take it off, it's harder. That's true. So, like, imagine getting sweaty wearing twenty shirts, and they're all sweaty. They're all. I hate, they're all I hate everything about it. Sweaty and sticky. <laughs> you can't. Ugh, you're trapped now. Yeah, you're gonna die like this. But yeah, as far this as is probably somebody's worst fear, and we've just sort of. I mean, put it on, too many honestly, it's like it's freaking me about. They're freaking me out thinking about it. Yeah, being like trapped it. in twenty shirts. Yeah, that you can't, that you take can't get out of. I'm just getting hotter and hotter until you die. <laughs> Fuck your own personal hell. It's like being in space. That's what spacesuit is. It's like twenty t-shirts. Yeah, hot and very uncomfortable. Yeah, I do not. I have no interest in going to space. I think as a kid, I thought it sounded awesome, but now I'm not like, anymore. No. Yeah, and also your the, eyeballs deteriorate, your bones fall off, and then and you're sweaty and you can't even take a shower. That's something yeah. that never really occurred to me mm. until I read that. Uh, water Scott just Kelly. water just sits on. Yeah, you. you literally can't shower. You also can't cry because then you just will have you'll you just have you a water globe on your just, like, Denied the rights of human existence, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, and when you like, if you need to pee, you gotta like wrap some stuff around yourself to catch all the liquids. Mm, yeah. You can't just do it because now you've got – now there's just pee everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean it's on the ceilings. It's floating <laughs> Literally around. Everywhere. It's in the kitchen. You're breathing it. It's you're yeah, eight pee. rooms over. Your pee is there now just because that's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. It's not built. Space is, this space is garbage. Yeah, it's not built for us. But yeah, so, so we'll be going to Iceland for uh, the next week and we'll be having our summer break anyways with the studio starting on the 4th of July. Yes. Is that correct? I don't know. Around, around the 4th of July. July. And we like to do just – it's like our – because you have, you, everyone always has the winter breaks, which are super long, and oftentimes like so long that you know by the time you're done, you're like, okay, I'm like I'm super ready to get back into it. And then there's usually no break until November again. And so yeah, we we have a, a little summer break thing, which we'll be taking, which would be kind of nice. And so we're ramping down production a bit over these next yeah, but we still got some really big cool stuff going on. Speaking so. of summer breaks, I saw that Fortnite is closing for two weeks. Not just Fortnite, I think Epic. Or Epic is closing their, and they're shutting down the whole thing mm-hmm. and, and having a forced vacation for two weeks. And yep. basically in response to the whole crunch thing that they were kind of under. So they're, good. so they're basically make everybody work way too much mm-hmm. and then make them work way too little. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think probably if you've, if you've been working that much for a long time, I think wait, you need, working you need not at, at all. least two weeks off. Yeah. yeah so I, mean, I'm, I was super glad to see that. That's a big move. And I, I mean, they, it sounds like they have a bunch of stuff on various automated pipelines that they've. Set up yeah, so actually, they'll, the they'll be delivering patches update. still, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> game's going to be updating because they, like, you know. Because they crunched ahead of time. To probably. Sure <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also what Netflix says because they were talking about this uh, where they, they have they, – they trust their system so much mm-hmm. that 
when they're rolling out updates, they just happen at any random time. And they've had they've had major, like enormous updates roll out while the company is is mostly gone on some sort of a break or or whatever. Because DevOps. Because DevOps. Yep. You've already tested it all and yep, it's you just all fine. Flick a switch. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been noticing actually there's been a bunch of reports about about various studios that are that are not doing things that players are asking for because it would crunch the team. Like it's right. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like that they're making, just started a few weeks ago. Yeah. Really. They're making very public announcements. I think Bungie was the latest one where they're like, we're yep. not going to be releasing this patch about like fixing a few of these guns because in order to do that right now, we would have to literally crunch the team and we're just not going to do it. But it's one of those really interesting things. It's fine where, to just make an announcement and say, we can only go so fast. Yeah. yeah. I think it's awesome. It's but it's what Isn't it weird though, that previously that was, Taboo. Thought to be not okay. That, <laughs> yeah. that, if, that if you're if you needed to make a fix to the game or if players were demanding something or whatever, you couldn't just you could say, just say we'll have it in two or three days. Or no, yeah, that just or like, like yeah, we're we're working on it, and but we're not gonna we're not gonna kill our team to do it. Yeah. So we'll deliver it as soon as we can mm-hmm. with reasonable you know work yeah. workloads. Right. It's weird that that for years the the whole culture around it has been that basically things have to be delivered as fast as possible or else yeah. the world will end. Mm-hmm. Well, the internet. Know what I mean? Yeah, that's, so, that's true. Yeah, a lot of false urgency in there. Um, so yeah, so you're going to Iceland, which means, uh, during that there's, I'll be working on a lot of programming heavy stuff for this patch, including things like (gasps) an undo button. Yeah. Believe it it or not. Is it, so we're ready to announce it now? It'll yeah, be in. Because we I've didn't got want it to originally because we were like, we'd, we want to make sure we can deliver on this before we. Yeah, I've got it working with most of the basic game systems. I just need to get it working with the paths and with uh, item properties. But mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's going to work pretty good. Is yeah. there going to be a redo? Uh, that'll be phase two. <laughs> okay. So maybe depending on time. So, well, Sam and I were laughing because we were talking about making some changes to various game systems and. And Sam was like, well, you do realize that if we make this one mm-hmm. particular change that I was proposing, that this is going to open up the following complaints. Yeah, it's like, and here's, it's the, like, here's like, the complaints we'll be getting after that happens. Yeah, it's like, here's, yeah. The, yeah, here's a list of things that people will, not necessarily complaints, but things that people will feel are deficient about this, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, essentially it's a system that people already feel is deficient. And I'm like, well, if we fix it, then now here's this next round of problems, right? Well, I think more importantly, it's, it's almost like the bottleneck thing with, with DevOps, right? Which is that. No matter what you do in production, you cannot remove the bottleneck. You just move it right. around. Yeah, so there's always think. a there's always a flow of complaints yes. coming into the game, and and they get caught. Mm-hmm. You know, they get they get caught at certain points. And yeah. what you got to do is you got to fix those points so that the complaints can go downstream <laughs> yeah. and hit the next. Yeah, thing. ideally your complaints are just all about low level stuff because they're going to be in there. Yeah, and so, yeah. So, so Sam was like, "You do realize, like, here's what people are going to say once we do this." Yeah, once you have like, the undo button, the next complaint is going to be, "Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, I, I undid to, something. I, yeah, I need to undo my. I undo. need to redo." Yep. All right. Well, we'll get that now. Yeah. Uh, what's been a fun game I've been playing now for the last hours we do patches because basically we can just forecast exactly what yeah, yeah. the next request or complaint will be based on a new feature or fix yeah. coming. Because it has literally never been the case in any game we've ever made or any feature we've added or anything that people just go, nice. Yep. <laughs> and then carry on with their day happy that this yep. thing exists because, of course, as people, we always want – a little Next, more. A little more. It just it just reveals when you get a new thing or get a thing fixed, it just reveals Well, it creates ideas. Yeah. It creates It's like fog of war, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I wanted this. Yeah, I didn't know I wanted this, but now that I had this little bit, now I really want it. Because <laughs> nobody's been asking for a redo button, of course, because you can't undo anything. Right. right. But as soon as you can undo things, it'd be like, now I need a redo yeah. button. And right? actually the lack of an undo button is why we don't have multi-select. Yep. You yeah. Know? And so like because if you could grab a whole bunch of stuff and then just delete it all at once. The next thing somebody's going to say is, 
fuck, I just deleted a bunch of things on <laughs> accident. Why is there no undo button? Yeah, yeah. Right. So there's certain prerequisites. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so our, our stance on this is basically like, you know, we, we just got to let the, we got to do, do what we think is best for the game. And every now and then the complaints back up at a certain bottlenecks enough that we got to open that bottleneck and let them flow downstream mm-hmm. and get some new complaints. Get so we can get some fresh, <laughs> get some fresh complaints <laughs> in there. Uh, which is, which I think is just what early access is all about. I think it's yeah. just what, I think it's just what making products is all about. Yeah, yeah that is true. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about even like the iPhones and stuff, it's like people, they want even sharper pictures yeah. and they want even more of this and, and even, fa- even more cameras. Yeah. I guess. And like, and, and I mean, how many cameras about, do iPhones have now? They're getting up. I think three. Now? Have three. Yeah. Um, on the, on the back and then also two on the front. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's I mean, it, it, just think there will, there will literally never be a product that comes out that people just are like, this is perfect. I don't want. No, there's stop. one exception to that. Mugs. That's true. <laughs> mugs are mugs the, fucking nailed the it. penultimate product. I think it's only, you can only make items. a mug worse by like taking the handle off or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's really only <laughs> your, your basic physical items that have this property. Cause like mm-hmm. a tray. It does its job. It does its thing. I yep. got no more requests. But every now and then you'll be putting some food in a tray and you're like, shit. I wish it was bigger. I wish it was tray bigger. Big yeah. I, wish it, I wish it could fold out. So well, it's like, it's, it's always, we joke about this a lot uh, too with with comments that people have. Cause like with the, tr- with the tray, right? So like mm-hmm. you'll give it to one person. They'll be like, oh, like this isn't big enough to fit all of these things that I want to put on it. And you give it that same tray to somebody else. And they're like, this oh, this is, is too big, big for the things all that I, I want to put on this tray. Yeah. And then both those people come like ranting and raving at you about how your tray is both too big and too small mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time. Which I feel like is what a lot of the, not definitely not most, but a lot of the feedback that we get is basically one person being like, because of the way that I'm handling this specific situation, I want it. To this is how it, it should yes. be. Yeah. And the next person says exactly the opposite, yeah, which we just, talked about. Well, in, if you want to, yeah, if you want a perfect example, is look at our negative Steam reviews, which are either that the campaign is too hard and long or too easy and short. Yeah, mm. we've got both of those as thumbs down. <laughs> Yep. What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. It means we're doing a good job. Yeah. Because we landed somewhere in the middle for everybody else, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, undo is coming. Yeah. That's a feature we're working on. Um, and we also spent some time working on a demo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not so, for Steam. Not for Steam. Just because. We don't know why. But not for Steam. Well, and well we, have, I mean, we have thoughts on the matter. We have theories, but I would say where we're going to put it. We could say where we're Yeah, we're putting it on itch. Itch. Uh, it should be available. Yeah, by so now. demo of level head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not of some a, other game. It's right? the first, yeah. uh, I think, like 13 levels of the campaign. So like maybe an hour, hour and a half of no web content, no web stuff. And then you can build stuff in the workshop, but you can't, of course, ship it or play other people's levels, that sort of thing. So it's just to sort of give you, give you a taste of what's going on. And the main reason is just, again, we're just kind of casting a net out to see what else works. Yeah. And we, we've also learned that so many of these markets are totally separate. So like if they're somebody a lot sees more separate the, than you think. Yeah. So yeah. somebody sees a game on Steam. Like um, cast your own self back mm-hmm. to the times where you've bought games on Steam. You come across a game. Is your next move to go, I wonder if there's a free demo of this on itch and yeah. then go look it up? No. No. You just wishlist it or buy it or walk away. Right. Yeah. Like those are your three moves. And so basically uh, what we've sort of seen also with, you know, we've launched on a bunch of different platforms at this point. And for the most part, any launch on any one of the platforms by itself, if they sort of share a resource. So the example in our case is like Steam and, and uh, Wii game when we launched in China. Um we were curious, like, did, you know, was there a detriment or a pickup at the same time that we launched on Wii Game in China with our Crashlands launch? And the answer was no, actually, on Steam. In other words, there were just new people buying the game. 
through WeGame. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the answer. Well, this is actually a lot of the idea with all these subscription services that are coming up too, is, yep. that, is that all the big companies right now believe that there's a segment of the population that doesn't buy games. Correct. That will pay subscriptions for games. And importantly, that they're very much a separate population exactly, from yeah. the buying. And so the belief there is that basically you'll create a new market and you won't actually hurt the normal like right. just buying games outright market. And, yes. Um, so that, yeah, there's a lot of separate stuff going on. So our thinking here, our thinking here is uh, there – there's going to be a lot of people on itch who haven't seen Levelhead, mm-hmm. just as there's everybody on Steam who hasn't seen Levelhead, right. just about. Um, and so we want to essentially introduce people to the game from somewhere else, and then we're linking back to Steam through through the game itself and through the itch page and stuff like that. Um, the idea being that this could potentially drive some traffic to the Steam page, right. um, which then juices the algorithm, and also it would only bring people to the Steam page who are already interested in buying the game, mm-hmm. right? Like if you see the game on itch and you play it and you're like, nah, not for me, then you just, that's it, fine. You walk yeah. away. Um, so this, this would actually bring a positively biased population, mm-hmm. which is Maybe? good. Yeah. You know, Maybe. it's like, it's like sending it to our newsletter, right? It's like people who are already mm-hmm. fans of the studio or whatever. Um, What's funny is that actually steam doesn't do a very good job of surfacing demos. So I looked at, apparently slime ranchers had a demo for, Oh, Exactly. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> you know why? Because there's – so if you look at the normal Steam page, there's a little blue button, which is the same color as the background, uh, on the right, like just kind of like off over there that says like demo. Oh. So and Slimager still has a demo? It, it used yeah. to be a big uh, green button by the like purchase button. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, there, there had been this claim for a while. I think the, the problem is there's not a lot of data on it, so it's really hard to say. Yeah. But there was this belief for quite some time that uh, that having a demo alongside your product itself actually hurt your sales. Yeah, but there was also a lot, there was a lot of argument back and forth because some people were like, we're pretty sure it helped us. And yeah. so, but the, the sort of the average sort of sentiment was that it was actually bad. Um, but so yeah, it's interesting. If, but if, that data is so messy too. Because, it is, yeah. Because oftentimes – because what I also saw was that – Triple A games almost never have demos. Yep. And they're also always the best sellers. But they also don't need to have demos. Exactly. Yeah. So because they've spent $500 million on yep. marketing. Yep. So there's kind of those questions of like, nobody actually can say what a demo does yeah. or doesn't do. But so is, we're just going to do some it stuff. It is interesting the idea though that Steam basically took it from a prominent placement to a less prominent placement because this kind of goes along with the mm-hmm. idea that – because why would you do that? You would do that if you believe that there was competition basically between like people giving the demo versus buying the game because um, uh, uh, especially this idea of separate markets because presumably there's a market of people who like like to try games before they buy them mm-hmm. versus the ones that just like watch. So I'm the kind of person who if I had the option to have a demo, I, I literally would never take it. I'm, I'm going to base my entire decision on the price of the game and the review score and the trailer. Like that's, that's, if I think I'm going to like it, I just, I'm going to buy it. And that's the end of the story. Cause yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to waste time on a demo, yeah, you know? Right. Um, and I, and I, so it makes me think there's probably a separate, there's probably two markets here. There's a market of people who like will buy games. If there's a demo, they can play that they enjoy. Yeah, really scoop it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a market of people for whom demos don't even matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there might also be a market for people who like, because especially if price is a big concern for them, who, if there's a demo available, will try it and then will become less likely to buy the game or, yeah. or who knows what. And after, after we did some digging, we were also – so Forager launched the same day as mm-hmm. Levelhead. We saw this, was on, full this was on uh, Clark Tank, which was – so Clark Tank is really interesting. It's like a – there's a Twitch stream. It's run by uh, basically the guy who does – I think he's from the Crypto Necrodancer team. Yeah, Brace Yourself, ga- or Brace Brace yourself. yourself yeah. Games. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really fun to, to hop in there and watch. I think it's a weekly Twitch stream where they just talk about – industry stuff so it's kind of like this podcast but it's a live thing and then a bunch of other devs watch it 
And so people are asking questions in the chat or sort of sharing info in the chat. Yeah. So this is what we were watching last week, which was talking – it happened to be – we talked about demos the morning of and then the Clark Tank was talking we, about We already basically decided to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the, yeah. It, it was, was, was in the air. It was in the air. Serendipitous. Uh, but yeah, we saw Hopfrog who made a forager popped in there and, and shared some of the numbers he had gotten from uh, from Itch in terms of demo downloads and stuff. And it was – I mean over the course of like two years, I mean it was over 300,000 demo downloads, which is – incredible yeah, pretty good and way yeah. more than i think any of us thought was going to be around on that sort of a platform and so we're like oh and we also here's the thing we also don't know whether that helped or hurt his launch but mm-hmm. he did have a really good launch yeah. right. <laughs> so, right. so right. Sign, sign the point if it yes. hurt it didn't hurt enough yeah uh and if it helped then that explains some things right. yeah so anyway so we're gonna well, try I that i think i think the rationale here in terms of like upside versus downside is that is that by having it on a separate, having the demo somewhere else, then we're basically tapping into a new market that otherwise wouldn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then and then using that sort of tapped resource to boost ourselves on Steam because we were talking about this in the past, but but splitting, if you believe there's a shared market in some way, then you actually you don't want to split it up. And ideally, yeah. you want to funnel things in the same place so you can make sure the algorithms are working for you since everything today is algorithm driven. So we could also just sell it on itch. Mm-hmm. Right, but also then you Except, can't patch it. No, yeah, like now, now our patching is more. Con- and actually, yeah, patching on itches. We we looked into it and it's not great. So, yeah. um, so all of a sudden that that complicates a lot of things. But but more importantly, if we could get those same people to buy, it doesn't matter which store, but just some centralized store, right? Then it makes the performance of the game, in principle, anyway, do way better overall. Yeah. So we're gonna try it. If it doesn't work, we'll just take it down off of itch because it's yeah. just a demo, so it's fine. Yeah, and we figure the downside is basically worst case scenario, people played and don't buy it and that's already what they're presumably doing and so mm-hmm. it's fine well, they're not playing it they're just right? no, exactly. yeah. no <laughs> yeah. now right. they'll play to not buy it which is still it's not still, buying it yeah. it comes out the same, comes out the same. Um, and in terms of like the, the kind of the piracy question right because now it's like now there's just this free copy of the game that people can go experience like maybe they'll just get their fill even yeah. if they like Except it it's and whatever. lockdown so yeah and it's locked down enough that we figure that that's probably okay and then further if people wanted a free version of of the full game, they basically already have that through piracy sites. So, yep, there you go. So, like, problem what's, solved. What's, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, we're going to be trying that. We'll report back on how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the last bit of studio news is, of course, the Shenana Jam. <laughs> it's coming uh, July 12th through 14. July 12th through 14. Go it to Shenana Jam. Right up. to sign up. Uh, this is our third annual game jam that we host through itch now annual. why would someone do this you know, as in why like, would we do why would, it or why no, would, why would someone participate in the uh, yes. jam? so the sh- so a game jam is a life changing event that that fills you with creative juices and makes you so pumped about life and the world for at least three to four days mm-hmm. yeah uh, afterwards yeah. and possibly the rest of your life. There will be lingering effects. But at least those three to four days, definitely. Yes. Uh, you get in there, you pick up a tool. Maybe you don't even know how to use it that well. Uh, you team up with either a, a friend or perhaps even a complete stranger and you or get together. You team up with just yourself. And then you discover what it means to go all in on something, mm-hmm. to just like dedicate every fiber of body that you've yep. got into something for 48 hours and then you come out with something that is mind-bogglingly good for mm-hmm. how little of time you mm-hmm. actually had to make it happen you know uh it's very inspiring it's how our studio got started yeah i, I mean it sounds like hyperbole but they they are genuinely a very uh they're a very energizing event to be yeah. part of and the fact that you can just hop into it and do it is kind you of just weird do it. that you just like show up and then you mm-hmm. get this thing 
It's awesome. Yeah, we know that we've got uh, about we got a couple thousand listeners of each episode mm-hmm. of this podcast. If we have under a couple thousand people in the Shenanah Jam, I'm going to be so disappointed mm-hmm. in all of you, in every single one of you, <laughs> because you know, all right, maybe you got a vacation, maybe you got a family obligation, cancel mm-hmm. it. Yep, cancel it all. Also, you should have planned ahead because you've known about the Shenanah. You've known about for- this. Now this is on you. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. you have to cancel this trip. You got to. Maybe you're Face working. The wrath of your family. Yeah. Maybe you. Maybe you're working. Quit. Maybe you're on mm-hmm. call. Tell your boss. No, I'm not mm-hmm. anymore. Tell your patients. Tell your die. patients. Just get out. Of, shed your mortal <laughs> coil. I've got game a, a game to mm-hmm. make this weekend. Yep. Why? Because it's important. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, shenanigab.com. That's where that is. Uh, and we also recommend uh, if you are new to uh, game dev, Game Maker Studio Two is the engine that we use, and it's fantastic for. Beginners comes with tons of tutorials and stuff like that. So you can just pick it up and start playing around with it. There's even a free version that you can use. So yeah, it's got drag and drop coding too. So, yep. Yes. Those of you who are like, I don't know how to code. Shut up. Do you know how to do puzzles? Cool. Then you're Get good. Yeah. And even if not, that's fine too because this is something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And actually, Game Maker is, is how I learned how to code. Um, and I, I only used drag and drop at the beginning. So I didn't know pretty much anything about programming for the first six months of using it. And I just did drag and drop and it was fine. I made some stuff. So you can do it. We are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we're all here. Uh, So go to shenanagem.com, sign up. If you don't remember, uh, we're disappointed. Disappointed. Super, super disappointed. Um, Otherwise, uh, industry news, games done quick is happening. Mm -hmm. Talk about this real quick before we get on to quickly questions. So Games Done Quick is a speedrunning event that happens once in the summer and once in the winter. So currently it is Summer Games Done Quick. Summer Games As GDQ. Where is it at? It's in Minnesota, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So basically what it is is people do these or attempt sort of world record speedruns or just do various speedruns. It seems like it's mostly, yeah, from what I've gathered from so far is that it's not necessarily attempting speedruns or attempting world records, but it's people who are in the top like – one to yes. ten in the world for speedrunning each game. Various games, yeah. yeah. So and they so, go and they just like – they speedrun it on stream. They show off their Yeah, there's strats. an audience and they raise a bunch of money. So I think yeah. last year they raised like 200000 Uh This year – I don't know. This year it's for Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, so my wife and I ended up watching like four hours of it or shit. I think more than that actually. It's very fun uh, to watch. It's very fun to watch. Um, and uh, they'd raised more than $100,000 by the end of the night. Wow. Yes, yesterday was day one. That's awesome. So they're doing – Doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. Yeah, we watched the, the the first one we watched was uh, Diddy Kong Country or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the old N sixty four game, and it was just fucking wild. And, and of course, <laughs> and of course, most of what they're doing is like exploiting things, and and they're always talking about things that have been because dis- it's all stuff that people have been discovered, right? So it's always like little, either little tricks that'll shave off like a second here and a second mm-hmm. there, or in the case of of Diddy Kong Country, there's a whole bunch of these bar- these invisible barrels that, de- that the developers put in there that if you do the right combination of things, they Peer and you can use them, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and, then, and then, so there's that, but there's also this, this weird thing that somebody discovered that is if the game thinks that you're holding something and then you get in a barrel, you change the state of the barrel and you make it freak out, right? And so then, like, so there's this like trick where if you like kill beetles, like in just the right way, so and like with like these frame perfect maneuvers so that the beetle doesn't is like dead and then not in your hand anymore, mm-hmm. but your character still thinks it's in his hand, and then you get the character jumps into a barrel, and because like there's nothing in its hand, but it still thinks that there is and it can still get in the barrel and the barrel freaks the fuck out and kicks you out of the game, out of the level. 
but in a way that makes you beat the level. Right. Ah. <laughs> so, so there was like, so there was this, and it's like just crazy combinations of, of tricks. That the, the, and the guy who was running it was, uh, was the world, he's the world record holder mm-hmm. for, for the game. And, and he was just like, he was just crushing it. And at some point he was like, well, I'm ahead of time. Cause he was like, he was like 45 minutes in and he was like five minutes from being done. Right. Uh, with the whole game. And so he's like, so he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm a little, I'm a little ahead for time. So I'm just going to try some, some, some strats that I've been working on to see if mm-hmm. like I can, and he was like trying new stuff while he was going through, but watching the series of like, there were some of these fucking levels that they were going through where he could, he had memorized everything to every, like the lowest details yeah. so that he'd be planning things ahead where like he would be the spider. Cause you have a spider mount at some point, you know, that shoots webs. Mm-hmm. And so he'd be like running out he'd like shoot a web and he'd be like, why the fuck did he do that? And then like, he's just kind of chasing the web across the screen. And then all of a sudden there's an enemy up here like, you know, 20 seconds later, who then gets hit with that web <laughs> that he didn't have to bother dealing with now because he shot a web 20 seconds. Ago. Right. Like, and it was just <laughs> fucking wild. All, all these things you would think were a mistake because he'd like in, get injured and then like lose because in, in that game you play as uh, as Diddy and Dixie and Dixie. Yeah. And you're like, if one of you gets hurt, then the other one takes over mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like all of a sudden somebody would get hurt and you'd be like, oh, you fucked up here. And it's like, no, it actually there's an exploit here where if your Easy character gets hurt torture. and you do a frame perfect jump then you actually just get to fly for a while <laughs> but only right here and like and oh, oh my man. god it was wild so it was cool wild. i love it yeah so it was it was really fun to watch it but it was interesting because we watched that and there was like kirby some kirby game mm-hmm. which uh didn't look it didn't look nearly as good because it was an old kirby game so it didn't it wasn't as pleasant on the eyeballs but god damn that guy was going through that so fast <laughs> and and so fast where i just i just stopped being able to understand what was happening you know yeah. it was just like <laughs> It was just incomprehensible, and then but it was interesting because then we moved into a few other games. And there was like a there was an old Zelda game. Is it the N sixty four one? No, it was older than that. Oh, okay, um, and you know, Ocarina of Time apparently has some incredible. Oh, does it speed runs? Yeah. Well, that, that was the interesting thing about this is that this is like straight up like, you know top down RPG with like story and all this like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And I was I was trying to understand coming into it like how could this be interesting as a speed run mm-hmm. thing? And I'm going to be honest and say that for the most part it wasn't, mm-hmm. and that it just things had to kind of progress in a, in a certain yeah. way. And it and it was really hard to tell when things were happening skillfully, right? right? right. Versus a platformer where you're just like you're you watching the sequence, you're like you can just tell it's really skillful. And even Kirby was a little bit hard because things were happening so fast. And some fucking guy also played so- like that one of the new Sonic games, mm. and that's that's in 3D. And then like and things were happening away. It just looked like the whole game was on rails, right? And so you couldn't actually tell. Like he must have been doing fucking crazy stellar, stellar stuff. Um, but you couldn't tell because like tell, right? it was just like everything was perfectly happening as if mm-hmm. it was just like a video of of like what the optimal way to play this game mm-hmm. would be or something. So I don't know. It's it been pretty, pretty great wild. to see the speedrun community and Levelhead pulling off some of this crazy shit. Yeah. Well, that's like, it's got me more excited about that mm-hmm. aspect of it and kind of made me want to think about how we could bring more aspects of what allows for great speedrunning into the yeah. into the game. Yeah. Because it was it was very fun. I also want to give a shout out to TGH, who's been in the Levelhead community mm-hmm. uh, doing speedrun speed stuff. Runner, yeah. So I believe he's at Summer Games Done Quick. Yes. Uh, he's playing Celeste. Yeah, he's a Celeste. Yeah, I was trying to find runner. Celeste on the schedule. I didn't see it. So I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know enough about this thing. I don't know if like maybe not everything is televised the same. Like, I don't I know. know. This is our first kind of glimpse of it. So yeah. Like I've I've known it's a thing, but I haven't actually paid attention to yeah. it. Yeah. Our yeah. games in the past have not been speed runnable really. <laughs> in any meaningful no. way. I think somebody's quote speed ran Crashlands in like six hours, maybe. Yeah. That's a long time. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah watch <laughs> yeah. uh there's a lot of randomness with like the recipes yeah. and stuff so you know um yeah, anyway if, if you're interested in that sort of thing just check it out summer games on quick it's on twitch yeah it is it is hilariously like i've literally never before sat down just to watch stuff on twitch but my wife ended up just finding an app on our on our smart tv for for twitch so that we could actually just like 
and neither of us have ever done this before. Like we've never sat down and watched people play video games before. Mm-hmm. And then we were just we were just like watching. We're like, okay, I get, I get it, I get, get it. it. Yeah, I can get behind this. Yeah, my my wife and I had a conversation this weekend with some of her uh, tennis friends. I'm like, I just don't understand why people would watch somebody play video games. And I was like, well, you guys watch people play tennis. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the difference? Is is there a difference? And they're like, actually, now I think about it, there isn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, as we're watching, there's you like there's see- like jargon, and they had they had between because they had they had to have enough time between events, you know, and then they would have they'd have basically like a guy behind a desk, you know, talking and interviewing somebody, and yeah. it was it was just a sports show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's people who are good at a game, and you watch them be good at it. It's yeah. like watching any Super fun. Uh, sporting yeah. event. Yep. So, uh, so that's happening. All right, let's get on to some questions. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. Highest upvoted question is from Bscotch Christine. This one's coming huh. from inside. It's, it's, it's coming from inside. Uh, you come to a <laughs> fork in the road. Do you go left or right? I take the fork, pocket it, steal it, yep. get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yep, go back. Go back where you came from because whoever's up ahead is probably their fork. Yep. Yeah, and they're going to know. I just, I just stop. I sit down and start weeping and complaining that this fork is not a spoon. Mm. Yeah, because what are you going to do with it? You can't eat soup. Yeah. Unless I really wanted some soup. You'd really, really get that soup craving mm-hmm. from all that well, here, But here's the thing is, is that fork was a feature that I wasn't ready for. I didn't know that was coming. But now why that I've got there, it. Why aren't there three branches at this fork? Yeah, point? exactly. You know what I mean? Why can't I only go left or yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to go bushwhack and I'm just going to go straight. <laughs> the way is through. The way is through. Go left and right. Straight. Straight. Keep going straight. Yep. This fork is a trap. <laughs> Don't take it. Yeah. Don't let just, the paths tell you what you can yeah, do. I was just trying to corral your life. Say, Fuck so, that. So B-Scotch Christine used to be in the guild that I ran in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And we had a rule, uh, which was always go left. Yep. No matter what the, no matter what the strat is, no matter what, if you, if you're going through a dungeon and you can go straight. You can go right. You can go. You always take the left path, even if that's clearly the wrong route. <laughs> uh, and our other rule was: if somebody gets mind controlled by an, an enemy monster, you kill that person <laughs> because they've joined the enemy. <laughs> they must be put down for their treachery. Yeah, and there are several boss fights in that game, especially at that time, where mind control was a really big part of it. <laughs> And so it became a very difficult time for us because we kept killing our friends. Yeah. And we were just running <laughs> you mean out of your enemies. But yeah. Their they, enemies. They deserved it. Yeah. We were killing traitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, by the time we get to the end of the boss fight, there's only like two of us left standing. I will say, I, I, heard, <laughs> I heard your always go left rule, I think probably like five or six years ago, like a long time ago. It's a good one. And I just thought it was very funny at the time. But then, like, anytime someone asks now, like, where we should go. I always just pick left because I have sort of like <laughs> I just have this heuristic. Yeah, now. it's just about having a heuristic because yeah. when you it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah when there when you don't have a way to make a to decide between apparently equal options. Yeah, and by by apparently equal, I mean even if they're clearly different, you don't actually know which is a good one or which is mm-hmm. a bad one. Uh, if you don't know, you just need to be able to follow a rule because there's nothing that there's nothing that you can just pull out of the universe that'll help you guide that mm-hmm. decision, right? Like. You don't know enough. If you knew enough, you would make the decision. And that would be well, but also it's even better having a, a hard and fast rule that's completely arbitrary that everybody knows it's arbitrary. Yeah. Because then what happens is you come across a place you don't know and everybody's like, fuck yeah, go left. That's our rule. That's yeah. our thing. Right? And then you it's left. nobody's fault right. when you go left and something bad <laughs> Now, happens. sometimes you know that left is the right path and you're like, yes, the universe is speaking to us yep. because we Amazing. already were going to go <laughs> right. left. Other times, left is the wrong path, and you know it, and you're like, let's challenge it anyway. Accepted. Challenge <laughs> And now you feel awesome because you willingly you know, walked into the jaws yeah, of It death. just adds a little, a little bit of spice. So I guess we would probably go left at the fork. Yeah. yeah. Always. Always. Always go left. Uh, next question comes from Jumpy Lumpa Leapy Low. <laughs> that's a good one. Dang, that's good. Hey, guys. Degeki here. 
If uh, he wanted to keep his uh, rumpus name, though, (laughs) Uh, if or when you have kids or nieces or nephews or very small human friends, what is the most important lesson you'd like them to learn? The most important. The most important. Besides how to swear properly, because we covered that. That's very important. Yeah. Reading. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's literally. Literacy is one of the top skills. And programming literacy. Yeah. You get that from reading, though. Programming? Well, you don't. You, you don't get everything. Get, you got to start with reading, but yeah. you don't. You don't just get programming yeah, yeah. for reading. <laughs> it's like a tech tree. You have to learn yeah, how to with reading. Read. Yeah. Reading is sort of the fundamental piece of like the tech tree yeah. for life. Read books. That's the lesson. Just fucking read books. Yep. And if someone's like, "Quit reading," you say, "No," and you keep. <laughs> I reading. keep reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Reading while mowing the lawn. Reading while driving. Reading while actually don't do any of these things unless you're doing audiobooks. Unless you do an audio book. That's fine. Ear These reading. Kids getting into audio books. <laughs> <laughs> doing audio books. Can't all, stop them. All, they're all fucked up on audio books. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Laying around. Having all sorts of ideas. Ugh. Yeah. I think also just let people like what they like. Yeah. Because, you know, kids, because as long parents, as what they like is reading. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I mean, it's like this is, this is the lesson for the kids, not for the parents yeah. to their kids, right? For the kids. Because most of all the trauma that kids experience is an adult actually too, is from when they were kids, from other kids, right? Sure. And most of that is because people just don't let you fucking like what you like. That's true. Yeah, people Bullying just give you shit mean? about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I like Pokemon. I like Ninja Turtles. I yeah. like, here are the things I like. Yeah. Deal with it. Yep. I'm seven. Yeah, so just, and it's not even about you liking what you like. It's let other people like what they mm-hmm. like. Just fucking leave them alone. Yes. Leave people alone and read. <laughs> yeah. and, if, and honestly, if you're reading a lot, you're going to leave people alone anyways. That so is true. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question comes from Retro Banana Man NL. Do you have days that you just can't get in there? What do you do instead? Uh, or to get yourself a little bit in there? <laughs> yeah, I get those days. I, um, I either just say, okay, I'm not getting in there today. But Maybe where else can I get can into? Can I get it somewhere else? You know? <laughs> Can I get somewhere else? I got these keys. I got these keys. I got to use my <laughs> you So basically, so you just get out your key ring and you start flipping through. Yeah, yeah start trying exactly to do right. doors. Like, and, can I get in there? And this is where, for me, maintaining a, a long list. You need list, a list of theirs. Yeah, a list of interesting things. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, theirs. I don't want to do whatever. So I have, you know, I use like the watch later thing on YouTube. So if there's like art tutorials or cool documentaries I want to watch, there's like, I literally don't watch them. At that moment, I just kind of bucket them up. And then some days if I'm at home, I'm like, oh, I really want to you know, do something, but not really. Then I'll just go watch a 20-minute so documentary. Apparently, our CrossFit coach uh, put out a big post on Facebook, mm-hmm. a big motivational poach on poach, post, coach, poaching, yeah. coach poach, post, post <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> yesterday. Post. I don't actually use Facebook, so somebody – I heard about this vicariously. The core message was uh, showing up is the hard part. Yeah. Once you're there, you're good. Right? That's true. This this is why it's you just got to get in there. Once you're in there, you're you've made it now, yep. right? It's kind of like uh, going to space. Like all the energy is like getting up into orbit, and once you're there, you're just there now. You're stuck right? there. You're, you're, just, you're literally trapped, mm-hmm. and now you can't pee or shower. Yeah, well, this is also I hope why, that's what you wanted. Yeah, this is also why I like because uh, we talked about you know fitness programs where where it's an event. Mm-hmm. You sign up for a time, you go there, and, and the group is doing things. You're being told what, and to they do, charge right? you extra money, and they charge you money if you don't go, and so on. Because now, like. There's all these incentives like making you get in there. Yeah. And then once you're in there, like I was like, there's literally never been a time in my entire life 
where leading up to exercise, I was pumped about going to go exercise. Yep. yep. We were just talking about this last week. Yeah. Not <laughs> even once. I was like, how's Orange Theory going? Adam was like, I mean, it's great. I don't ever want to go, but I, I hate it. and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then once, once I go and I have, and it, like, and I, I have to force myself to actually do it the whole time, but I'm doing it with everybody else. And I'm being told it's what easier. to do. Yeah. So it's way easier. And then I leave and I'm like, oh, that was good. Like, I'm yep. really, every time. Really glad I did that. Yeah. So really, you just need to, you need to figure out, you got to get there. How first. do you, if you give yourself a 10 minute chunk mm-hmm. of just like, I'm just going to, don't, don't commit to anything. Just say like, I'm just going to take 10 minutes. Just real quick. I'm mm-hmm. just going to take 10 minutes and start mm-hmm. working on bleh, And I'm going to turn off discord. I'm going to turn off yep. the internet. I'm going to use my freedom program. Mm-hmm. There's a program called freedom that you can use to block all that stuff. And just, I'm going to spend 10 minutes working on this thing. You'd yep. be surprised because once you're in there, you're just in there now. Well, I think having yeah. rituals helps a lot too. So, like, so one of the things that I do is I have a, I have a particular way of organizing my, my, uh, desktop space on my operating system to, to do work. Right. And so the first thing that always has to happen when I come to the office is I have to basically like get everything booted up, get everything organized, get my, get my, uh, VS code open with, with my mm. project ready to go. Uh, like, so there's all this stuff that has to happen in sequence. And once it's there, like I'm in there now. Right. Yep. I didn't have you, to do it. You have any, begun. I have begun now. Yep. And it's because I have these, this series of steps that I've actually intentionally not optimized nor automated. Mm. Right. So it, it all happens within literally like a minute and it's all ready to go. But it's a thing. It's a bunch of things that I have to go do that aren't work. It's just like my fingers remembering to do some stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And now once I've done that, so there's, there's no like staring at a blank sheet of paper. There's no, there's no trying to make myself, oh, fine, I'll start coding and then like, and then opening up my programming mm-hmm. toolkit or whatever. Right. It's like you've it's already just, run a hundred meters. So you might as well do it. Might as well finish, yeah. There's, there's a ritual in place that I think helps a lot. I also find that, uh, in particular, because like so, from watching Black Mirror this this uh, weekend, something interesting about it was that because the stories were so good, uh, I was like just very enthused after watching them. So you know, you maybe enter into that state because you're like, oh, I don't really feel like doing you know much of anything right now. Um, but there's a couple of different places you could go from. Like you could go kind of you know numbly browse things on the internet, uh, or you could again go look at something that is good, that's like a good quality thing. Uh, that sort of will absorb your attention in a really important way. And I think storytelling and stuff like that, like popping into a show that you love on Netflix or something like that, that you know is good, uh, I think it'd be really interestingly restorative in some of those times. Because yeah. it's still a good attention device. Like it forces your attention for the whole time, which I think is kind of weird. We're having a good – so what I like to try to do too is, I, is have a good Udemy course just on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, if you want to pop in. Yeah, because that way if I'm like – if I'm just – having trouble focusing on something or whatever. And when, what my default behavior wants to be is to go open up Reddit or go do mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and the moment you fall into that trap, you're, you're dead now. Yep, you're you just killed yourself. Cause you're in there. Cause you're in there. You're, yeah. you're in somewhere else that, you got that wants there to hold you. Yeah. Well, cause, that, cause it's a place that's easy to stay in because like, it doesn't take any effort. Yeah. And so by having some other thing that takes some effort, but not as much. So like, cause just like watching Udemy course, for example, versus, you know, doing all the, like exercise and stuff, but just like just watching it still takes a lot of mental energy. You're still like learning stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot going on. And so it's still a thing that's easy to put down. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's still something you're getting a lot out of and it can get you kind of energized so that if you're trying to choose now between like coding for the work that I'm, that I'm generating versus learning this new thing. And those are the only two options you've given yourself. Then it's actually easy to bounce back and forth and, and still be still feel really good. And like you're actually producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say the the Netflix thing is definitely would not work for me because I always have to finish things that I start. Yeah, me too. Mm. So if I was like, I'm just going to real quick pop in and uh, watch an episode of Bleh. Yeah, then, then, I'm, then I'm watching all yeah, of Black Mirror. See you next week because that's it. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the, it's kind of the nice thing about Black Mirror though is because they're all self-encapsulated. That's true. Yeah, they're different enough. So it's just an hour. 
And that's it. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, your motivational tactic it's is serious. pop open an episode of Black Mirror and be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not I'm glad it's, it. I'm glad whatever I'm going through not is this. nothing as bad as yep. what just happened. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I'm all jazzed yep. up. Life is great. Yep. I don't live in a horrible dystopia for the most or part. Or rather, I do. I've just gotten used <laughs> to do, this. I do, but I, I accept it. Now. Yeah. Uh, let's get last question comes from Zivix. What are your favorite spices? And do you have a go-to recipe that just never disappoints? Shit, yeah. Okay, salmon. Disappoints Here's who? what you do. Salmon. You get a- you get Salmon a, is not a spice. Well, we'll get- I mean- <laughs> Depends how you use yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so you go to the store. You go to the little the counter at the grocery store where there's there's a person in front of a bunch of meat that's uh-huh. just laying there. The, and you're like, give me that salmon wait, slice. the meat's laying there or the person? The, well, <laughs> depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> Uh, the meat's laying there. The person is standing. Standing. So right. you ask them, you say, I would like to procure fish meat from you of the salmon variety, preferably in like a pound or something. What kind like of that. salmon do you get? Do you get farmer's salmon? Do you get I like, do. I don't know. It's like the one that's get, $10. You get fresh, fresh cod. Is it like is it, is Atlantic it frozen salmon. already? I think it's Atlantic salmon. I don't know. Wild what's Italian to. salmon. Who knows? Uh, I don't know its backstory, nor do I care if it's a fish. So uh, <laughs> get, the, get the, the, the meat, bring it home. All you do, get a pan. Okay. Uh-huh. Preheat the oven, 400 degrees. Boom, ready to go. On the pan, you put a piece of tinfoil because there's going to be fish juices involved. Okay? Yeah. Piece of tinfoil, and then you put some oil on the pan uh-huh. or on the, on the tinfoil. Put the salmon on top of that. Okay? Then. What kind of oil? Olive oil. Nice. Just like whatever kind. I think Apparently there's like fancy Olive is varieties. really the only kind. Yeah. But you just crude go. oil. Just, so you do that, and then uh, the Vaseline for the spices, there. you do cayenne, cumin, salt, and pepper. You sort of shoot those all over that. Just shoot them on just there. Shoot them on there. And then put it in the oven for 20 minutes. You don't have to do anything else. That's it. And then pull it out for 20 minutes. And it is fucking delicious every time. That's it. Nailed it. Yeah. I think it turns out. So I like to I like to bake stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, sorry, roast is probably the right word. Because roast is when it's not a baked good. But it's the same thing. <laughs> Roasting and baking. This, is, put a, it in a hot oven. this is like a yeah. mug wine glass situation. Yeah. You know, well, you, no, like, it, you like ovening things. I like ovening things, yeah. right? You like I'm cooking like, stuff uh, in the, in yeah. the oven, and uh, because like if you take if you take basically anything, veg- vegetables of any kind, meat of any kind, mm-hmm. whatever, and and of course for each one there's like some particulars meant to work out, like should it be covered or whatever. Who knows? But but those are all just like minor details. You basically take anything, you just coat it in some oil and some and some salt, and then a fuckload of other tasty spices. Spices in particular, because the question is, what do you use? So. There's a whole bunch that I like. I like mostly it's Burberry, Burberry Burb spice, which is like some Burberry. weird mixed thing. It's super, oh, super good. I like smoked paprika for that good smoky, mm-hmm. like rich thing, you know. Um, I like uh, uh, basically, I'm mean, really just like almost anything I like to put mm-hmm. on it. And I like to, I just like to mix a bunch of stuff on there and have a lot of it. So there's some things you don't want to fuck ton of, like garlic powder, because that shit is potent, you know. I want to fuck ton of garlic powder. I mean, Maybe I, you I, do. I, and I do actually, honestly, <laughs> but but you still have to like you can't just go to town with that one because you can mm-hmm. overwhelm it. You a know? good trick too is but, if you if you want to figure out if you want to experiment with your spices, but not throw them on the food first. You just put get a little Tupperware or a little glass, get a mug, put some spices in there, shake it up with whatever the mixture is, so you can kind of like smell it as you go, and then throw it on after after it's done. Yeah, so you do is make a chip. What I do is I just put it on there, and then if it's bad that time, I don't do that again. But you still got to eat it though, so yeah, it's fine. You know, this I've, is like a test deployment. Is I have always eaten worse things. That's true. You know, you mm-hmm. ate a scorpion, but the scorpion is pretty good actually. There but, you go. always, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like worse tasting things. Yeah. You know, so like because yeah. you know, think of think of our school lunches growing up. That's true. That they was effectively heinous. garbage we were eating, yeah. right? 
There's like there's almost nothing I can make yeah. today on my own that is going to be worse. And I've, and I've made some pretty shitty stuff at home. Like my mm-hmm. and my wife will also. Agree Where did to. that food come from? It just came from a bo- just a box. They just just had a box. A box. Yep. Yeah. Boxed food. It's like boxed wine. It was very weird. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. soggy pizza was just like the strangest thing. Yep. And yeah. it was always in squares. Yep. I'd be like, hey, it's spaghetti time. And it's like these, the noodles were okay. Cause, you know, the noodles. noodles are pretty much the same. They're always yeah. the same. They're robust. But that meat sauce was real. I don't know what it was. Weird <laughs> flavors going on. Yeah. So, as I was saying, it's like, is you just put stuff on there and it's going to come out fine. And if you just roast it until it starts getting a little black. Just a little bit, mm. you know, like basically, but unless it's meat, then you're a tiny bit of char. Get there. a little bit of char, and if it's vegetables and and is char like, or spice, does it count? I, I mean, it's it's like a smoke, yeah. So yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, just anything that I can just lube up a bit, throw throw salt on. And I think mm-hmm. the trick that I've learned also from going to restaurants is that the key to something being delicious is to have almost too much salt. Almost. Almost. You you get up to that edge, like <laughs> things just taste better and better the more salt you add until there's too much. It's true. There's, right? there's a tipping point. There's a tipping point, and as, as long as you don't hit that, you can get real fucking close to the point where you're like, "This is a little too salty," and it's still delicious. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, it's delicious, just a little too salty. Yeah, yeah. And so the thing is, like, I think the the, the most important, the essential spice mm-hmm. is really just salt. It is salt. Yeah. It's and everything bummer. else adds all kinds of fun aromas and yeah. good stuff, but it's really about salt. It's a real bummer that salty as a term has become, you know. The um, the How about being angry, yeah, yeah. But I think about it in the sense of like tasting the ocean because the ocean tastes like shit. That's <laughs> true. That's because they put too much salt. It's too much salt in there. Yeah. Too much. They, it's almost delicious. And then yeah. they just right went over the edge. <laughs> no, I think the thing is they went way over the edge. With but they probably weren't water because as humans we would have just come and consumed the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. but when you seven, but also seven, when two. you eat a mouth full of ocean water, <laughs> when you, uh, when you uh, eat a mouth, when you drink what? You're eating a lot of animals. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of creatures. It's a protein. If you are a vegetarian and have swum in the ocean, I'm not a vegetarian. You're eating tons of plankton. You planked. Yeah. You're eating tons of plankton, as we discussed last week. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of planks in that. You know, mm-hmm. something we can something super weird to end this episode on. Hit me. Is that the the uh, amount of like just stuff in your blood in terms of like salts and proteins, or whatever basically has the same amount of just stuff density as the ocean does because since we came from the ocean, we just carry the ocean with us inside of our bodies. What? Yeah. It's pretty wild. That's why we need salt. That's exactly why we need salt. Because we sweat and it's like, oh shit, some of the salt came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to re, we got to become the ocean again. And return to the waves. Yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't want to become a lake. You got to nice. stay in the ocean. Like that. So if you drank a person, it would taste like the ocean. If you could drink <laughs> one. Yes. <laughs> If you liquefied mm. a person, the question is how big of a container would a person liquefied fit into? Probably, probably whatever <laughs> it is, it's not it's what you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> Either way bigger or way smaller than what you'd expect. Probably way mm-hmm. smaller. I think that's a great ending point. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Coster, for putting the podcast together. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to everything. Also, as a final reminder, Shenana Jam is coming. So go to shenanajam.com and sign up, uh, or we'll be pretty bummed out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, ShenanaCon, that's coming too. Just go to meet.bscotch.net. It's a convention. It's happening after Shenana Jam. So we'll talk about <laughs> it much more after that. Uh, but just go there. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.